All right, let's go back to Galatians 5 and let's look at some of the main themes. So verse 1 to 2, I think is very crucial. It says, so Christ has made us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get all tied up again in the chains of slavery to Jewish laws and ceremonies. Listen to me, for this is serious. If you are counting on circumcision and keeping the Jewish laws to make you right with God, then Christ cannot save you. So here, we, we, you know, the Galatians, they're being reminded to stay free. What they've received once, you know, what they received through at the beginning of salvation, they're trying to kind of mix it up again with, with having to keep the laws, having been circumcised. But there we are reminded to stay free, okay? To stay free and actually look again, where did it all come from? Where did this freedom come from that we've received? So first main theme is staying free. The second one in verse 5 to 6, it says, But we, by the help of the Holy Spirit, are counting on Christ's death to clear away our sins and make us right with God. For all we need, and then it keeps going, and then, for all we need is faith working through love. So we know we should stay free and actually come back and remind ourselves that it, our freedom starts through salvation. It starts through faith in Christ. And who gives us this faith or how can we actually have this by the help of the Holy Spirit, all right? So it's again, it's not us getting right with God. It's by the help of the Holy Spirit, we can enter into this relationship. So come back to this, that freedom of sin only by faith in Christ's death and only by the help of the Holy Spirit. Okay, this is really important if we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit and all of these attributes. They can be produced by anyone, but actually there's a difference when we actually develop them as Christians because they are rooted in salvation. They are rooted in Christ and the help of the Holy Spirit, right? You know, intimacy with Jesus is what produces this. It's when we realize that we are saved by Christ alone. We actually get connected back to the original design of all of these attributes. You know, last week, like Maud said and Andrew said, we received the keys to our new church home, but we received copies of copies of copies. <laughs> okay, we did not receive the original key, which is a little bit, uh, it's a little bit scary to be honest, because <laughs> who else has keys from the last, whatever, 30 years? You know, so we don't have the original key, we have copies of copies. And I think this is similar to when we start developing the fruit of the Spirit with the Holy Spirit, we actually received original, the original intent of the fruit of the Spirit, the original intent of love, joy, peace, kindness, all of the things. We come back to the original true character of Jesus and not the copy of copy, not the oh yeah, I want to be nice to you because I want to be a good person. No, it's I'm receiving through the Holy Spirit the original intent of what this is about. Yeah? I think this is one of these revelations that we need to have. It's not trying and striving to be something, but it is coming back to and letting the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit transform us and develop the original intent. Right? And then we get some more clues in the next verses. So verse 13 to 15, it says, 
For dear brothers, you have been given freedom, not freedom to do wrong, but freedom to love and serve each other. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love others as you love yourself. But if instead of showing love among yourself, you are always critical and bitchy, watch out, beware of ruining each other. I think it's a pretty <laughs> strong thing, be aware of ruining each other. And I'm sure no one wants this. No one sets out to ruining each other or ruining a community or ruining a church. That No one sets out like to do that, right? But it's actually here we get another clue of the fruit of the Spirit is there to serve each other. It's there to actually lift us up, not to tear us down. It's there to serve each other. The freedom we received is there to serve each other. I think that's part of the special superpower that I've been talking about. Starts with salvation, and then it goes into now serve each other from that place, right? And then it keeps going in verse 19. But when you follow your own wrong inclinations, your lives will produce these evil results. And now we get a bit, you know atmosphere goes down. Impure thoughts, impure thoughts, eagerness for lustful pleasure, adultery, spiritualism, da 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 And then and constant effort to look out for only for yourself. Isn't that what isn't that what kind of destroys everything in society, I think? Is this only looking out for each other. This constant effort to look out for each other. And we have the antidote through the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. I'm not going to read all of the rest. You can read that at home. But um, at the end it says, but when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, He will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And here there is no conflict with Jewish laws. Those who belong to Christ have nailed their natural desires to this cross and crucified them there. If you are living now by the Holy Spirit's power, let us follow the Holy Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Then we won't need to look for honors, popularity, self-promotion, and seeking acceptance, which lead to jealousy, hard feelings, and offenses. And again, I think this is so... This is such a key for us as a community and as believers is that what we've received through salvation, what we now we know we are developing the fruit of the Spirit is to serve each other. But then it even goes further. Like it is actually that we don't need to look for our honors, our popularity, our self-promotion, seeking acceptance. It is to build a community, to build a church, to build people that actually can make a difference in our world. Because that's what the world actually is looking for, right? Like they might not know that they're looking for actually this antidote to sin, this antidote to it's all about me. Because we can, we can try to be good, we can try to you know, do the right thing, we can try to love and, and show kindness, but in the end of the day, it always will be about what, it is, what is it for me? What's in it for me? What am I gaining? Where am I, you know, where can I find what I'm looking for? And I think this is so important for us, especially in this Easter season, right? With the opportunities that we have. Is that when we, when we start to develop the fruit of the Spirit, where we have intimacy with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus, we can develop the original, develop these nine uh, attributes that will actually serve others and serve our society, right? 
I think that's what's exciting about Christianity. It's not that we are here today and having your time. <laughs> it's what do we next? What do we do next? How are we going back to our work? How are we going back to our families? How are we going back into university? Can we see, can we trust that as we have met with Jesus today, that something is being developed that will make a real difference in our society? Amen? I think it's, it's, it's absolutely beautiful what God actually has intended for us. In John 13, 34 to 35, it says, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Again, it's so clear. <laughs> but we actually need the fruit of the Spirit to love each other and to become this community, to become this church, this people <laughs> that actually can make a difference and I think this intimacy is intimacy with the Holy Spirit how, how does this look like like I think in German we don't really have like we don't really use this word intimacy much or at least not I think in the faith context and I was thinking like but what does it mean how does it look like in in in, in our day-to-day -day world in our day-to-day -day life we know the basics of the Word of God of praying of worshiping but you know what about what about raising your hand in worship I know it's a bit confronting I'm sorry like if someone don't want to offend you but you know what I mean like everything everything can be actually for my intimacy with Jesus everything can be a little step forward growing my trust with him giving finances maybe at home kneeling in kneeling down before God and actually saying God I need you I need you more than anything you know when we raise our hand actually actually the Bible and the Bible encourages us to raise our hand lift up holy hands in worship you know this is this is not just a style of worship <laughs> this is actually us saying God we honor you I honor you And you know it brings freedom, and it brings liberty. And I want to encourage you, what are the little things that are going to increase your intimacy with Jesus? Could be for the first time praying out loud. For the first time actually asking about the gift of the Holy Spirit. Speaking in tongues or baptism. All of these things. Or even communion at home alone. Have you, have you taken communion at home alone? Maybe you haven't, it's no problem. But you know what? There's so many things we can do to engage in this intimacy with the Holy Spirit and really keep nurturing that to build this, to develop, to keep growing, to stay spiritually fit. Amen? So maybe just this week, maybe take one thing, one thing that you could see yourself doing this week, which is, a, again, just strengthening this relationship that we have with Jesus, keeping it fresh like Andres said today. Amen? So I want to keep going with where we started last week with actually Joyce talked about love, joy and peace. And today we're just going to take a few moments to talk about patience, kindness and goodness. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. Everyone still, still awake? All right. Awesome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. It's not, I don't need your clap, but it's nice to know that that you're still here because I can't really see you. It's quite dark. Okay. 
patience or long-suffering, all right? The Greek word is makrotum. Oh, I can't say it. Babs told me before how to say it. I can't say it. Makrotumia, whatever. So, you know, like in your second language and then trying to, to do another language is not a good idea. Okay, the def definition. So we're going to look at the one definition of the word, the opposite, and then the counterfeit, okay? So the one definition is that the Holy Spirit will supernaturally give you patience to hold on under difficult situations and circumstances. The ability to take trouble from others or life without blowing up, to suffer joyfully. All right? It's, um, it's um, yeah, let that sink in. Suffer joyfully. I think what I've, what I've learned over the last years, and it really was uh, learning, <laughs> is that actually when it comes to patience or long sufferings, it's not so much about the, patience, the period of patience so that we get something in the end, but it's actually about how are we developing, who am I becoming in that process, right? Because I think when it, if it's about the thing we're waiting for and it doesn't come, we're gonna actually end up in the opposite of patience, which is resentment toward God and others. And I think this is really important. I really, hopefully, if you take one thing, I hope you can take that, for example. Like, it's not, it's not about waiting so we can get something. It's about how can, we, how can we develop our intimacy with Jesus in the waiting. And you know, if we never receive what we're asking for, it's okay. <laughs> Because you know what? Our actually true reward is in heaven. Our true reward is not on earth. It's in heaven with Jesus. So I want to encourage you, you know, even in this, talking about long suffering, like, I don't know, who wants to learn about long suffering on Sundays? I don't know, but it's not the most attractive thing, right? <laughs> but hey, it's actually part of our faith. But it is actually not about things, not about situations. It's about how can I, keep growing in my faith with Jesus in my walk with Jesus yeah so the counterfeit of long-suffering patient is actually cynicism or self-righteousness or staying wanting to stay in control all right so let let go of control and let you know let this relationship move forward with God in Colossians 3 12 to 13 it says since God chose you to be the holy people he loves You must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience or long-suffering. It's the same word here. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Again, it's very practical, okay? Patience and long-suffering for ourselves, but also for us as a community. Make allowance for each other's faults. Have patience, long-suffering in a community, yeah? Second one, kindness, crestotes. Definition is practical kindness with, with vulnerability out of deep inner security. You know, again, like for me personally, I, I, I've, I've, I've struggled or probably still struggling um, with being kind to myself, you know, because I grew up in the GDR and it's very, you know, you not much room for not much room for, I don't know how you say it, life or enjoyment or whatever, which 
they, we had, okay? It's not like <laughs> everything was horrible, but but you know what I mean? Like it's very like a very kind of oppressed kind of feeling or scenario. And also even in the Christian, even if in, as I grew up Christian, was still not so much about actually being kind, being kind to yourself and it's okay, right? And I think I'm on a journey as well to learning how to be kind to myself. But you know what? I can only do that by looking to Jesus and letting him transform me, letting him actually work on me. It's nothing that I can read three self-help books and do different things, which is good. Absolutely, you can do that. But I think actually if we really want to change something, then we need to come back to Jesus and we actually need to again Okay, kind, I want to be kind to my. I want to learn to be kind to myself. So, can I look at your kindness towards me, and can I develop that? Can I grow in that? You know, because otherwise we're just gonna do something. But I want to be transformed, and I want to grow. So the opposite of kindness is envy, or an inability to rejoice in others' joy. And the counterfeit is manipulative good deeds, self-congratulation, and self-righteousness. We don't want that. <laughs> In Ephesians 2, 4-7 it says, But because of his great love for us, God transgressions. It is by grace made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Again, let's focus on his kindness first. Last one, goodness. But actually goodness, you know, comp like goodness in a in a way of integrity. So a bit like interchangeable. The definition here is honesty, transparency, being the same in one situation as another. If I think about goodness, that's not the first thing that comes to my mind, right? But um, maybe you can do some study at home yourself. Like, what is this integrity, this goodness that again comes from God and we can develop, we can develop. It's the opposite of phoniness or hypocrisy. And the counterfeit is getting it off your chest for your own sake is actually truth without love. And again, how awesome if that would be something in your workplace where you actually develop, you can actually speak the truth in love. And maybe don't need to hurt people, but actually build people, but still accomplish, the, you know, accomplish what you need to accomplish. And I think that would be one thing we can actually make the difference. Yeah? In 2 Thessalonians 1.11 it says, We also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of his calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness, okay, his goodness, and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So I want to just put this to a close, you know. I don't know what you can take away from today, but I, I pray that you would actually, again, go on this journey of start with salvation. Start with 
looking at the Word of God. Start reading this Galatians 5, if you need to, every day. And actually say, God, reveal how much you love me. Reveal to me what salvation means to my life, how I can develop, how I can actually trust you more, how I can increase my intimacy with you. Holy Spirit, come develop the fruit of the Spirit in me so that we can serve each other better that we can serve our families better, we can serve our workplace better, we can serve our friends better, so that we actually can make a difference in our world. I, I want to be more useful to God, not less useful, okay? I'm not, I'm not motivated just by being here today. I'm not motivated just to have a church service, okay? <laughs> and I hope you are also not just motivated by having a good service, but actually, actually making a real difference in the world making a real difference with your friends. You know, let's, let's pray for this Easter weekend that someone, some one name drops into your head, even right now, that you can actually invite, that you can actually invite to Easter. Because again, we want them to start developing the fruit of the Spirit, to live a life much more, actually, than what they thought they could live. Right? This is why we're talking about this stuff not just for our own pleasure, <laughs> but actually to make a difference in our world.